0: This is the perfectly mentored podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy.
1: We are live. Happy Monday, everybody, or whenever you're listening to this. Hope you had a good weekend. We are back to consistently doing this. This is the Ask Jason Show, joined by the lovely Megan, as usual. Uh... We'll just field your questions, answer any questions on business, life, or whatever you want to talk about. Uh, marketing, we're here to help. So, uh, put your questions in the comments, uh, and if we don't have time for it, we go through the questions and we just add them to the next week's call. So, you could send them in to us as well. So, I think we're ready to go. Let's uh, let's jump into this. Let's uh, let's get the week off right. We've got some work to do. Uh, got some funnels to launch. Let's go.
0: All right. Okay, the first question of the day is from Joe. What should I not expect to get out of a coaching program?
1: Uh, what should you not expect to get out of a coaching program? By the way, anytime you repeat a question, and I'm becoming increasingly aware of the fact that I do this sometimes, it's a stalling mechanism and you don't need to actually repeat the question you know exactly what the question is and if you're repeating it it's cuz you're stalling in your own head so i just caught myself so you get to see live coaching on here i'm going to add value <laughs> to you if you ever do that you know your spouse asks you a question your boss asks you a question and you're like well what was that again like or, or you're like like where is the report where is the report it means you're stalling and you don't and you don't know so i got to think about this and instead of repeating the question back is let me think for a second Look, you, you 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 get what you put in um I think a lot of times people have unrealistic expectations they're gonna go in and and like a drug they treat their coach like a drug or or um, antibiotic or some sort of you know I'm just gonna cure you and this is gonna fix you and you're gonna come into a coaching session and get fixed like 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 that's going to happen um I think that's you, you don't get that out of that, out of a coaching program. A coaching program is designed to really help you think. If you want done for you, hire an agency. If you want a coach that could help point you in the right direction, obviously show you the way with a lot of different things, but they're not going to do the work for you. So one thing you have to understand is as a coach, the hardest part for me was when I first started, was watching these people come into the coaching program and they just wouldn't do the work. And then I would get really annoyed. And Megan, you and I have had conversations about this. How come they're not showing up with the call? How come they're not doing this? What's going on? And you, the cardinal rule of coaching is you can't want it more for your client than they want it for themselves. That's true even for, for our agency side of things. Sometimes we care more about, about the business than our own clients actually care about the business. So I would say that that's, that, that's probably one of the things you don't get out of a coaching program or you shouldn't look or you shouldn't look to get out of a coaching program it's not a genie it's not a magic lamp you're not going to rub it yeah. and 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 your wishes are going to come true uh, i think if you go into it with clear understanding of where you need the help and you learn to articulate the questions succinctly and you could ask them clear and precise questions then you'll get everything you want out of the coaching program but the implementation is on you
0: okay I have just launched my e-commerce clothing business. What is the number one thing? What is the number one thing that I should be focusing on and putting all my efforts towards in order to be successful? And this is from Sarah.
1: I don't know where you're at, Sarah, in in terms of a business proof of concept, but I'll I'll answer it in a couple of ways. One is if you just launched your e-commerce store and you, and you just like, this is, the first go at the business, prove it out, prove a concept. You need sales. You need people buying your stuff. Um, you know, everyone runs the ads, but then complain about the cost of the ads or don't, or don't spend enough on it. So I would literally go old school and just, just reach out to everyone I know and tell them, this is what I, this is what I launched. This is the brand. Tell me what you think. I'd go sell it. I remember I was selling, you know, t-shirts out of a box outside, sports arenas when i started my clothing brand uh you know just wanted to get proof of concept no one bought it and i went home with the box that sucked and i was like okay well at least i didn't make four thousand of these uh so get proof of concept uh if you have proof of concept the first thing you should probably be doing is getting attention to your site because you just built an e-commerce site and this isn't feel the dreams where if you build it um they'll come you have to actually get people to come to your site. So I'd start marketing it. I'd start uh, reaching out to micro influencers, doing joint ventures, who could possibly, who you could possibly get in front of their lists. So I'd find people who are in a similar space as you, but not direct competitors. Example, Megan's wearing a hat, if you sell hats, uh, and you know someone who sells hoodies, maybe do some sort of collab, do a team up, say, hey, look, you know, I, I'm just getting off or find some way to add value where you get access to their lists because you don't have a list right now. And the first thing you need to do is start building your list. So find people who could partner with you, who could get you in front of the right people. Uh, oftentimes it's, it's more who you know that will take you to the next level. So I'd spend time saying, okay, look, if I want to skip three years in this, I want to jump three years ahead. Who do I know that could possibly help me do that? Um... And then start running some ads and start getting some attention to the website. But if I was just starting, I'd get proof of concept for you already have proof of concept. People like your stuff. And now you just decide that you're going to build an online store or you had a retail location and you were constantly selling out of your retail location. Now you're starting off uh, an e-commerce store. Uh, I would start getting attention as fast as possible to the site. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Um... What is a unique but effective way to use direct mail? Something other than a a flyer or like a postcard. And this is from Xavier.
1: Uh, again, it depends on what industry you're in. Uh, we just literally filmed a whole content training around, around direct mail uh, mm-hmm. for our mastermind clients and one-on-one clients so if you're interested in that you could reach out to us and, and we'll give you access to the entire playbook but i'm not going to leave you with just selling you the answer i will give you some practical answers i mean from an agency side of things we've sent out toy soldiers in the mail saying we're fighting for your business uh and we put that we've sent like literally thousands of toy soldiers to like a client to they became a client so uh an eight dollar amazon order turned into uh, almost a hundred thousand dollar client uh, talk about ROI. Uh, you could send boomerangs in the mail to past clients and say, hey, we want you back. Um, and it's just cute ways of getting in front of people. The whole point of direct mail is when you're seeing an ad, uh, look, it's to sell the next stage that you're in. So if you've never heard of them, if they've never heard of you before, there's two only two ways you can get in front of them one, an ad, or you could cold call and you could show up to their office. You could do a lot of different things. But Keep in mind, you probably have competition that's doing a lot of those things also. So one way to stand out is actually send direct mail. So you can send like a shoe in the mail and say, hey, just trying to get my foot in the door. Like literally something like that. If you're you're brand new with a note and you set in a FedEx box, you put it in like a, a gold envelope. You know, you put your letter, your sales letter, in a gold envelope. Something just stands out that makes you different than everyone. Um, I like using bigger envelopes, bigger and colorful envelopes, because when they get stacked on someone's desk, you know, you don't fit in with all the other little envelopes that are there. You get, you get, yeah. you stand yeah. out. Uh, FedEx and UPS always get stand out more because it looks like you took and invested in money to get it there faster. And everyone always accepts FedEx and UPS. That's the first things that get open inside an office. So. Again, the goal is to actually get in front of the people, actually get them to open your your letter and actually read it. Once they did that, now they heard of you. Now you have follow-up techniques. There's different follow-ups that you could do. The boomerang is a win back. A win back is something like you lost a client and you want them to come back or or things like that. Um, so there's all different, different ways. And literally, like I said, I, I, I mean, I'm actually putting to – we did a shorter version for our group clients and now I'm in the process of filming a longer like really and giving away every swipe like every every letter that goes with a, a different direct mail piece inside there so if you're interested in, in learning about that just reach out to Megan um, or DM me and, and say you're interested in this or, or comment below and, and we'll we'll reach out to you and show you what that looks like but those are some different direct mail pieces that look differently than just sending a letter in the mail saying hey you know love your brand really want to work with you uh, so again, it really depends on the type of industry you're in and what you could do to be clever to get in front of those people.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. This is from Laura. I have an ad agency and every client I get seems to be a bigger pain than the one before.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: what can I do? Uh, what can I do to better vet a potential client?
1: Hey, Jason here. I hate to interrupt this episode. You're probably enjoying it so much right now. And thank you for paying attention to it and tuning into this episode. Look, the truth is, I really need a favor from you. We really wanna keep getting this in the hands of more and more people. So if you could do me a favor and head on over and leave a five-star review, leave us a review, leave us some comments, share it with friends, spread the love, it would mean the world to me. As well, continue the conversation with me on Instagram, at Jason Portnoy. Follow along there, look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the episode. Red flags on you. Uh, not not the clients. You keep onboarding bad clients. So if you keep onboarding bad clients, I, I you know I, I like the question because and I'm not going to be hard on you. Who who asked this question? Laura. Laura, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be hard on you for asking this question because you've realized it, and you're not just mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, clients suck." What can I do? Like uh, I, I hate clients, mm-hmm. right? Or every client I have is just really bad you know, what, what's wrong, what's wrong with clients, you're actually noticing that it's on you and you need to qualify better. So I think it starts with looking at who your best clients are, right? Who's that perfect client that if you're like, man, if I had 100 of these, huh, smooth sailing, everything would be easy. I mean, you know, Megan and I talk about this with, with our agency, right, about who, you know, which client is this or which client we we want less of or what clients we want, we want more of. Um, the ones we want more of become, that's that's your targeting. What do they all have in common? What is it about them that you love? Um, I run the agency. I'm a CEO of the agency. So I'm a little bit disconnected from a lot of the day-to-day stuff. So I ask Megan, I'm like, hey, Megan, you have direct contact with a lot of the different people. I ask our media buyers, hey, you have direct contact with a lot of, a lot of them. Which ones do you love? Okay, why? And I ask them too. Okay, why do you love them? And chances are they'll all say the same thing and you're like cool what about that list and then i start circling okay so this is client a that megan loves this client c that megan loves this client like f that megan loves all right start circling all the things in common that those that those have maybe they're a little bit different maybe it's like paul always sends me cookies um you know every every month saying thank you cool not every client's going to do that so strike that you know we're not going to just look qualify people based off us sending us gifts but um you know they say thank you they're polite they're courteous uh they have reasonable expectations and you start looking at everything that they have across those clients that they have in common and you make a list and you're like cool now how do i qualify how do i search that out how do i find that out in people before they even come to us Mm -hmm. uh if i do a sales call uh most of the time i spend my time i spend time discouraging them from hiring us because i want them to understand there's a long tail approach a lot of people come in they hire an agency and they think all right within the first 15 days where's my money how come I'm not making millions and millions of dollars what's going on um and you start looking at that and then it's like okay well how many agencies have you worked with They're like ah six in the last five months okay <laughs> in the beginning you're like okay cool I'd love to be seventh and your last yeah. but you start to realize you're never going to be seventh and your last right like you're you're just gonna be seventh and then a, you're gonna be a giant pain in her ass so um cool you worked with six agencies in the last five months. You better have a good reason. Otherwise, you're a red flag and and, and it's not going to happen. Um, a lot of times we take on clients that we may not be able to help. Everyone's guilty of this one starting off because you want the money. You want to build the experience. You want to be able to get, get something. So you take on a client. You're like, ah, I'm unsure if I could really deliver, but let's do it. And then you get into a, a fighting match. You take on clients that don't know their own goals. They don't know their own numbers. They don't know what they really want. Right, so you have to kind of go with what do you want as an I. What's, what's your perfect client, and then how do you qualify around that? If you're just starting off, think about what your perfect client would be. You don't have to get it right, but think about that, and and then think about okay, well, look, if I had seventy percent of these things, or just fifty percent of these things on my on my list, would I be okay with that client? Yes, cool. Okay, well, then you could lower your criteria in the beginning and then it also doesn't hurt to have a red flag list okay i'm gonna ask client these questions if they answer like this red flag um you know certain questions get weighted more but three red flags and you're out and and i'll never i'll never touch you as a client we have questions over to one it's it's really one red flag and, and and you're out so
0: okay um okay so my question of the week what is something that's work related that you cannot live without to get through your day-to-day life
1: megan oh. <laughs>
0: I wasn't ready for that. She's gonna she's gonna, she's gonna use that uh,
1: uh, she's gonna use that on our performance review at the at the at yeah, the end of this now? at the end of this okay. at the end of this year. This is now I'll live, and recorded. In live <laughs> and recorded. Live and recorded. No th- having a great team is is completely, completely not talked to, enough about. Um, you need a good team, it allows you to go focus on 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 growing and, and doing what you need to do. Um and, and as a business owner, there's there's nothing more important than that. I, I could talk about tools and, and software, right? But my goal is to get out of the software now. So I find a cool tool and software. I'm like, cool, I can't live without Slack. Guess what? I'm trying to figure out how to live without Slack now. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how I don't have to be on Slack. So I moved to Telegram. I'm like, cool, Megan, if anything urgent pops up, hit me in Telegram, mm-hmm. right? Guess what's going to happen as the team grows and Telegram becomes the team communication side? I'm going to be like, "This is annoying. How do I get out of that?" Megan, you're the only one allowed to text message me. Let's move to text. Yeah. And then I'm going to be like, "I hate text." So every cool tool that I like, my goal is to eliminate being in the in in the weeds on a lot of day to day stuff and be able to check in. So there's tools that yes, I can't live without. Um, even even if I want to check it, email obviously, uh, my, my phone uh slack but the truth is nothing nothing replaces having a great team okay i now it, had, I, I thought I you now had myself and said team so when come performance <laughs> review i'm like a team <laughs> early new no, i'm just kidding I'm making everyone should go get a megan
0: aw
1: don't all take
0: right. this <laughs> all right yeah. well it looks like that is all our questions
1: for this week Cool. Well, we are we on next week? There's one week that we are off. I think it is next week that we. Uh, I think maybe next Let week that look. we're off. Uh, no, nope. yeah, next week I will be at The week after.
0: Yeah, the week after.
1: So we are back week next after. week. If you have any questions, put them in the comments below. We will get to them uh, next week, and yeah, happy. December it snowed a lot here overnight. So we're, I'm looking at a lot of snow. It's really bad. Wow. Uh, hate it. Need to get out of here. Uh, if you're in sunny weather, I hate you. Uh, enjoy it. And uh, think of me when you're at the beach, but
0: all right have a great day.
1: <laughs> Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly somebody who wants to take their business to the next level. You want to get better. And I understand that being an entrepreneur sometimes can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just so important. It was super helpful in my own development as well. And as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you may have in order to grow and scale your business. It's for that reason why I launched a consulting coaching program called the Market Domination Method. And guess what? If you're listening to this and you hear Hear this we're open for applications right now for new members to join so to request an invitation or to book a free diagnostic call call it a game plan call i'll literally sit with you and demonstrate the value that we could bring to your business on that call let's jump on a call uh we'll discuss ways you could possibly grow your business head on over to jportnoy.com j-p-o-r-t-n-o-y.com you'll find all the different ways you could work together it's going to be the best business decision you'll make so hope to speak soon head on over to jportnoy.com book that free game plan call and i look forward to talking to you soon